Hi everyone and thank you so much for listening to the Girls Who VC podcast. Girls Who VC is the first organization dedicated to bringing young women into venture capital. My name is Isabella Mandis and I'm the founder and CEO of Girls Who VC. Today on our podcast we have Melissa Gallagher. I met Melissa one of the earliest days of building Girls Who VC and she has been so supportive and an inspiration to me so I wanted her to come on as one of the first guests on the podcast. Melissa will tell you a little bit about her background, but she started her own company when she was a freshman in college, then gained experience in venture capital, and is now working in private equity at Harbor Best Partners while also working as a co-founder of Sagely, a startup. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us today. Super excited to hear about your experiences and a little bit more about what brought you to VC. So I was wondering if you could start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Isabella, so much for having me today. Um, A little bit about myself. My name is Melissa Gallagher. I recently graduated from Bentley University this past December. I majored in corporate finance and accounting with a minor in business law. Um, currently, I'm full-time as a portfolio data analyst at HarborVest Partners here in Boston, um, but I'm also still a student venture capital investor at Odds On VC, which is a program through the Boston VC firm PJC. I'm also the part-time co-founder and chief operating officer for Sagely. Thank you so much. That all sounds super interesting, and I love how you're able to do many things at the same time and balance all of that. I was wondering how you first became interested in venture capital. Yeah, so my parents had their own business while I was growing up, so that really instilled within me a love for entrepreneurship and business. So I knew I wanted to go into business when I was looking at colleges, and I knew I wanted to start my own company at some point. So um, in my freshman year of college at Bentley, that's when COVID-19 hit. And at the end of my freshman year, we got sent home. And I just saw how I was really struggling with the switch to online learning. And I couldn't imagine how, you know, kids much younger than me in like middle school and high school were dealing with that transition. So um, in the summer between my freshman and sophomore year, I decided to create my own company called Granite State Tutors. Um, I'm from New Hampshire, so that's why I picked the name like that. And it provided online tutoring services to students all over the U.S. I had clients from anywhere from New Hampshire all the way to California. And at its largest, we had over 11 employees. And from that experience, honestly, I think I learned like more than I ever have in school (laughs) just by starting my own company. And I loved operating my own company so much that I really wanted to be able to help other startups and business grow. So I found venture capital. I went to a bunch of my professors and I was like, hey, I started my own company. I would love to help other ones. Where should I go? What industry should I look at? And they were like, you should definitely look at venture capital and private equity. That's awesome. I love how from starting your own company that made you realize that you wanted to help other people creating companies and then turn to venture capital. I would love to hear about your experience at Odds On VC and what that program is like. Yeah, odds on has been an incredible experience. And, you know, I really highly recommend any students that are listening to look for a student program either through their school or through a local venture capital firm. Odds on was created a few years back by PJC, um, a venture capital firm based in Boston. And the main purpose of this program is to provide funding to student founded startups, but also to provide student investors like myself. Um, to have the opportunity to learn how to source deals, evaluate them, and eventually invest in them. 
And as I know that Isabella is aware and probably a lot of people listening right now, it's very difficult to break into the venture capital industry and even harder to learn how to source and evaluate these deals without having the chance to actually do it. So I've honestly learned so much from this program, really just being thrown in and they really allow you to, you know, try out different techniques when like trying to evaluate deals, source them. Um, and it's been a really amazing opportunity. That sounds incredible. I definitely also really support doing these organized programs to get involved in it, sort of a lower stakes you're able to mm-hmm. learn. I think that's a really awesome opportunity. You mentioned that you were sourcing companies and learned how to do that. So how do you source companies and what are some tips that you have for people that are beginning to start doing that? Yeah, no, honestly, the Girls Who VC Slack channel has been a great place for me to get deals. So that's my little pitch to make sure you join the Slack channel. Um, But also, you know, I find a lot of deals from pitch competitions. Boston's great because we have so many schools around here that have pitch competitions. So, you know, go to just one and you probably get five deals out of that. Um, And also different conferences. I went to the Harvard Women in Business one a few weeks ago, got a few leads from there. Um, The Boston University Build Lab has been amazing for us. Uh, We have connections. Kathleen, who runs the Odds On program, is an alumni of BU. So they always provide us a list of companies that are potentially looking for investments. Um, But also, you know, just by meeting all these different people, either at BU or at pitch competitions, I started creating really great connections. And these connections actually reach out to me pretty much on a weekly basis. Like, hey, we met these companies. You should take a look at them. So once you know enough people, a lot of people kind of start doing the sourcing for you, um, which is really awesome. So when you're looking at companies that you're sourcing, how do you evaluate whether or not they'll be a good investment? Yeah, I mean, odds on, we're looking at very, very early stage investments. So, you know, students that are still in their dorm rooms, they might just have an idea, you know, have no business experience. And the founders are very young, you know, anywhere from like 19 to 22 years old. So, you know, while I have to believe in like the idea and the vision, you know, I'm more evaluating the founder and the team. You know, it could be an amazing idea, but if you don't have the right founder or the right team behind it, the idea is not going to go anywhere. So, you know, it's well known that founders are more likely to be successful in their second or third startup. So, you know, if we can get in now, help the founder develop. This idea might not take off, but the next one might. So that's like really exciting. But if I'm looking at more, you know, concrete data, you know, I'm really looking at the financial model analysis. We've mostly just focused on like revenue potential and costs. You know, how are you going to make money? You know, what are your costs looking like? How are you going to deal with, you know, cost rise? And, you know, a big competitor analysis also, you know, a lot of ideas, they might have a lot of other competitors in the space. So figuring out, you know, what are you going to do if another competitor comes in or how are you going to compete against people already in the market? And then lastly, you know, what do they actually need our money for? So, you know, do they need it for the right reasons? Do they have a plan for it? Things like that. You mentioned that odds on VC is early stage and then now you're working in private equity, which is much later stage. What do you think the differences between these two are? What made you decide which one you were interested in and all of that? Yeah, I mean, I like both, but I think venture capital really stands out to me because, you know, it's really personal, you know, like people really love their companies and it's their entire life. And you can make a huge difference in someone's life by, you know, just giving them a $10,000 check for their business. 
And some of my best memories working with Odds On has just been telling someone that we're giving them an investment and literally like their face lights up because, you know, all this work led to this moment and now they're able to actually do what they need to do with this a little bit extra cash. So, and also I just find it fun to think about the future and see like, you know, what would happen if this is the next like Uber or Facebook? You know, you never really know. Do you have any tips for people that are considering different timelines in the VC and investing spectrum? How do you know if you want to go into series A versus series B or private equity? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really goes up to, you know, how much are you reliant on the data? Because in very early stage investments, you're not going to have any numbers. You know, it's all going to be projections. And it's really, like I said, it's going to be based on can the founder, you know, take it there. Where if you're looking at lar- like later stage investments, you're going to have a lot more excels to go through a lot more numbers. But this means your investments are a little bit more um, stable and that you actually know a little bit more what that company is going to be able to do. How do you feel like the skill sets as well differ between that, like being more analytical? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely for the later stage investments. That's why you see a lot of people go into investment banking beforehand because they need the modeling experience. I mean, you still do for early stage, but I think not as much just because there's not much to go off of. You talked a lot about the deals that you were doing and being able to hand someone a check and change their world. I was wondering if you could talk about a particular investment you made that you're proud of. Yeah. So one of the investments that I made is through Sagely. Um, and Sagely is building the first performance maximizing platform for startups and small businesses. Already, we have launched our advisory piece, uh, which matches small businesses with experts in any field of business. So from marketing to law to operations to financial help. So we see a variety of businesses use Sagely services, whether they need help creating a brand and a marketing strategy, or they need help as they begin to think about fundraising. So as soon as I heard about Sagely through Odds On, it instantly interested me um, due to my experience with my parents' company and my company. And especially with my company, you know, it was so difficult starting the company and running it, especially as like a 19-year-old when I started Granite State Tutors. You know, there's not enough information out there, not enough help out there either. You know, I would find myself not knowing how to do something and Google wasn't really helpful. YouTube wasn't very helpful. I just really needed to be able to talk to someone that has, you know, gone through the experience before or has had like 20, 30 years of experience in their field. So I think Sagely is fantastic and have already had so many customers, you know, come back and they might have been on the brink of closing their company. They meet with a Sage at Sagely and instantly, you know, they find the light and (laughs) they realize, oh, I actually didn't need to close my company. I just need to do, you know, A, B and C. That's incredible. What is the process like of, for example, you found this company, you think they're awesome, you want to present it to the investment committee so that you can actually fund them. What is that whole process like from start to end? Yeah. So first thing that I'll do is I reach out to the founder, get their pitch deck, go through it, and then I'll meet with them one-on-one. If I'm really excited about it and you know if they're short on time, usually I'll reach directly out to Kathleen, our director of Odds On, um, and set up a set up a meeting with her to you know pitch the company. Um, if she's super excited with it, we'll set up another meeting with the startup and ask them some additional questions, usually about their like financial model or competitors. 
And then if we come to the conclusion that the startup would be a good fit for the portfolio, the investment happens pretty quickly after that. Um, but you know, if the company isn't in a huge rush to get money, um, then I'll bring it. We have monthly uh, investment committee calls, um, you know, at PJC's office in Boston and we'll all go around the table and share any deals that we currently have. And that's great because you get a lot of great, um, insight from uh, the other student investors. Um, you know, we see a lot of companies in like the crypto space or, you know, blockchain, which I'm personally not very, um, knowledgeable about. So. It's great that if I have a company in that space, I can, you know, ask the people there that um, might have more experience than me. What are some takeaways that you've gained from being surrounded by these students in the investment committee? Oh, yeah. No, these kids are brilliant. You know, everyone is so awesome. And, you know, I really learned a lot just from working by that, like around them. I'll bring some people in on some of the deals that I'm working through and, you know, they'll ask questions to the founders that I might not have been thinking about. You know, I might be thinking about one portion of the company and I'm asking the founder questions. And then if I have someone else on the call, they'll ask something completely different. And I'll be like, oh, that's like an amazing question. I would have wanted to know that later on. So it's really great to have different people's perspectives on it. And I think that's what makes like this program so great. How do you come up with the questions that you're asking these founders? Are there certain ones that you like to ask everybody or do you do it depending on the company? Yeah, I mean, you know, the typical questions that you'll always ask, you know, what your financial model projections looking like, how you going to deal with competitors, things like that. Um, and then also more that are specific to the company. So if the company needs a patent, you know, where are you at at that? Um, have you fundraised before? Um, it really is kind of company dependent based on, you know, what they're doing and, you know, potential risks that might be coming up. What are some, when you're asking them questions, what are some like green flags and red flags in their answers that you're trying to look for? Or is that not something that you're considering? I mean, not really. I mean, sometimes it can be a red flag if they don't really know, you know, how they're going to deal with competitors. Um, a big thing that we always look for is like defensibility. So, you know, how are you going to be able to defend your idea from, you know, competitors or people that might come into the space? That might be a red flag or just, you know, not really knowing what you want to do with the money yet. It was super unique that you're able to work at a startup like Sagely while also acting as an investor. What did you learn from this experience working in an operational role while also being on the other side and an investing role? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been fantastic to really kind of be on both sides. So, you know, I met Michelle, the founder of Sagely through Odds On. But, you know, once we met and started talking, and I told her how much I really love this company. Um, she was like, you know, if you want to get involved more with the team, like she was looking for a co founder at the time. And, you know, it's awesome, because, you know, I'm very close with Odds On. So I have kind of the investor piece. And now that she's going for a seed round, I'm kind of able to provide some insight there. Um, but like I mentioned before, like I love running companies and I loved having my own a few years ago. So for the opportunity for me to be able to, you know, work part time, you know, after my full time job and, you know, just help her out and, you know, some operational type stuff. We're doing some marketing things right now. Um, it's really been a great experience. Michelle is a wealth of knowledge. She has had a few other startups, has worked at a few others and has had a great career. Um, in corporate. So I've really learned a lot from her. And I'm excited to go through the fundraising process and, you know, learn even more. Awesome. 
What do you think you did that helped you stand out and get a role in venture capital and also like these opportunities working at a startup? Yeah, for sure. So I think I really just tried to leverage that past experience that I had, you know, with my own startup and founding it. Um, because, you know, you do learn a lot from that experience. And, you know, a lot of founders go through the same challenges. So I'm able to understand where these founders are coming from. And I think that kind of gives like an inside look. You know, a lot of venture capital firms love having startup founders um, on their team you know, if they want to, you know, move towards the investing side, um, because they have the experience and they know kind of what to look for those red flags, like you mentioned earlier. Incredible. What advice would you give to someone who's interested in pursuing venture capital as a career, specifically thinking as a college student or someone that's looking to transition into it from a different field? Yeah, I mean, first thing I would say is just, you know, it's all connections. So I would say, you know, join Girls Who VC or any other you know, groups and just try to meet as many people as you can and really learn from those people. You know, I've met with so many different investors and different VC people, and I always walk away from the conversation learning something different. Same thing with startup founders as well. You know, start meeting them and understanding what their needs are, what do they typically fundraise for. So then when you start going through the application process to get into VC, you already have an idea of typically where this money is going towards. And you can um, leverage your interview that way. Awesome. So looking back on your experience in college, is there anything that you wish you did differently, maybe to prepare yourself for a role in VC? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I wish I kind of knew I wanted to go into VC earlier, just so I could have prepared myself a little bit more. I really only decided I wanted to go into VC or PE pretty much like my junior year of college second half of junior year, actually. So it was a little bit too late to, you know, start getting those internships or, you know, start joining those clubs. Like we have the Bentley Investment Group on campus, would have loved to have been involved in that. Um, but, you know, I really tried to, you know, help that by joining Odds On. And I think that was a great program. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate everything that you shared and all of your insights. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And definitely feel free for anyone to reach out if you have any questions about, you know, joining VC or, you know, joining a startup. I'm happy to chat with anyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and supporting Girls Who VC. Make sure to check out our website, girlswhovc.com, and follow us on social media at Girls Who VC. See you next week.